Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about something that I've been doing for, oh my gosh, it's almost been two, going on three years now. It's called Forbidden Bingo, forbiddenbingo.com every Thursday. Uh, And if you are interested in uh, a fun time where you can win some sexy, sexy prizes, uh, you should go to forbiddenbingo.com and uh, tell DJ Rockstar Aaron that I sent you. Uh, Every Thursday you will have the chance, along with many other players who I'm loyal to and I call my family my Ohana. Uh, It's so much fun. It is um, every Thursday, uh, unless there's something else going on in life, and it's just a hoot. So it's called ForbiddenBingo.com, and let DJ Rockstar and Aaron and everyone else in the crew know that I sent you. Mahalo. Hey everyone, taste the biscuit. Oh yeah, you know, I've been talking about it ad nauseum. So this week's episode is on YouTube. It's also on uh, everywhere you get your podcasts. If you're listening in your earbuds, um, we are on YouTube. Just search, please don't kick me out and you can find us. Uh, We are now doing video um, for some of the episodes, not all of the episodes, it just kind of depends. Anyway, this week's episode features Vincent Gargiulo. He is a filmmaker, a singer, songwriter, you name it. He's a really cool dude. He started the trend that is probably not on your radar, but it's on our radar, Taste the Biscuit. And in the links of this description uh, of the podcast and on YouTube, you will find the Facebook group that has been created to support all the biscuits on Taste the Biscuit on TikTok. And if you don't know what that is, we're going to get into it, into it in the episode. Mahalo and happy Lunar New Year. Hey, taste the biscuit. How's it going? Happy New Year 2023, Year of the Rabbit. If you are new here, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. We help make you feel less alone um, ever since the pandemic. Um, And I normally don't use video. And this is an audio medium. So if you're listening without audio or sorry, without video component, this will make no sense to you. So um, my guest in my weird non-niche TikTok needs no introduction, but to everyone else who has no idea what I'm talking about, my guest today is an awesome person, uh, Vincent Gargiulio, uh, and he is the reason that the Chrome lady will not leave your TikTok feed if you're on TikTok. So uh, without further ado, here he is. Yes. Hi. Um, hi. I have I have one correction. Oh wait. And it's not it's not your fault. Everybody does it wrong. But it's was it Gargulio? No. Gargulo. Gargulo. Oh, okay. Wait. We're doing this again. Should we Should we do it again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Gargulo. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. The reason why I added an I is because everyone when I was growing up, my last name was Cadloni. And everyone oh. would say Caldoni. So I just did that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Gargiulo. Okay. Yeah, we don't Gargiulo. have to do it again, though. Uh, keep it rolling. Yeah. We'll keep you. rolling. <laughs> well, okay. you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, I make mistakes and I also don't have a team to edit. So if you want to be on my podcast team, shoot me an email, pdkmlpodcast at gmail.com. If I sound a little raspy, my friends, um, it is because I was in Wilton Manors, Florida last weekend, where the volume is as loud as a speaker megaphone in your ear, and everyone's screaming, yes, queen, uh, and coming from an island that was very overwhelming for a whole weekend. But I'm here, and I'm excited, and I'm glad I have this interview, because this is something very near and dear to my heart, because I was in a very depressive state when the Chrome Lady Biscuit talk found me. Uh, and uh, I think it's been pretty cool that it's been rocking and rolling. So Vince, um, you know, how about you just introduce yourself to those who may not know who you are and what you do? My name is Vincent Gargiulo, as we learned in the opening. Um, I am a filmmaker, I'm a musician. I uh, like animals. And uh, long walks on the beach, like the Chrome Lady, and um, 
And I think that sums me up. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and... uh, my most my most famous thing, I guess now, is a little thing called Taste of Biscuit featuring the fictional Toasters and Moose. Um, it's a little thing I made in 2010. Yeah. And uh, it's had little spurts of virality over the years, but this has been the biggest one. Um, so I'm looking forward to the next one. So question for you. Mark. Yeah. Right off the bat. Did you put it on there or did someone else do it? Put it on TikTok? Mm -hmm. No, I I have no traction. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, when I post my videos, nobody cares, but when other people post them, then it's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, some, some guy named XX Dogface posted it. And so the majority of clips and, and the remixes and all share posts and all that, it's all using XX Dogface sound. Yeah. Um, so when I found out about it, then I tried to put it on, but some people made the made the move but not many yeah and uh if you're super in the biscuit lore uh it, it popped up around it got excuse me extremely popular around september and for me it blew corn kid out of my feed it was like see ya Tariq. it's a lump with knobs we've got it okay hey i don't know about you bianca but you have no niche in your tiktok how about this thing that's gonna just bombard you for the rest of your life. And I was like, sure. And here we are. <laughs> but it's uh, it's interesting how trends work because I've been uh, in digital marketing since graduating college in 2010. Uh, and I've kind of watched the way that trends work. And I I'm going to be honest, I don't understand TikTok. I never had any traction either, ever. And then all of a sudden this thing happened and now I have... I was sending out Christmas ornaments to people. We were doing care packages <laughs> where we were in this discord. I didn't even know what discord was. I'm 34 this year and I I'm, I'm on the internet machine and I'm good at it sort of, but at the same time, I'm like, I feel old. I know I'm not that old. But I feel, <laughs> I feel like sometimes the internet's going really fast without me. Um, but the cool thing for me personally, and I know this is a threat to be true for many of the, of the clan was a lot of us didn't really know where our people were or where's the people that would just laugh at this or think it's so silly or funny or whatever. Um, the amount of remixes, the amount of community, the amount of engagement I get, even if it's just from the same, I don't even know how many people at this point, it's amazing. And it's funny because people will still be like, oh, the biscuit found me again. Now it's back in and they keep reposting it. Um, so I'm sure that's really annoying for you, but also pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I I enjoy all that. It it doesn't. I don't understand any of it. But uh, there's nothing I do to understand. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably why. But um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I there's no these things aren't like uh, sponsored by anybody. There's no buddy giving me money to make these things yet. Right. So um, so these things just came from my heart and it's nice to see uh that people enjoy it yeah um, i i sorry but like i personally once i figured out who you were and kind of went into some stuff you've done you remind me of my brother-in-law so much who lives in la you're like this like the northern <laughs> california version of him but he's from san francisco my uh my brother-in-law mike um you, you you just have the same humor like dead, like the same deadpan kind of interestingly odd kind of taking a thread and going with the humor that, so I really connected with it because that's just kind of things I find funny. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I grew up, uh, you know, with the internet as it was aging and going. And so the things I remember from the early internet days when the bandwidth, I was like, whoa, we're really surfing now on the interwebs. <laughs> um, right. Even so far as like, my college days, because I was in college from 2007 to 2010. Um, it's so wildly different than how people younger than me use media now and consume media. And so it's kind of cool to see people who grew up with the internet 
and using the internet from its adaptation of dial-up to where we're at now, really hold on to those things that bring them nostalgia. So I, I think it's cool that your thing is now one of those things. Yeah, I was thinking about that, that it is internet nostalgia now in a way. Um, yeah, it was a totally different world and on the internet and to, when yeah. I first posted that. Um, the reason it got traction in the first place is I put it on YouTube and then um, there was this site called BuzzFeed. Oh, oh God, old. It still exists, <laughs> but um, it's different now. At the in its early origins, it was kind of like a Reddit type site, mm -hmm. and I, I put it on t uh, BuzzFeed, and it actually got promoted to like their front page, and then sort of took off from there. But then it was stolen, um, as always, off my YouTube and put on World Star Hip Hop, World Star, and <laughs> um, and it was on the front page of World Star Hip Hop. And that's, um, it had like a million views in like a day on world star hip hop. None of that moved over to the YouTube page. Yeah. That was, that's where like George Lopez found out about it and other people and he used it on his show. And Excuse me. Then, <laughs> yeah. then I got a nice little retreat for 10 years and then <laughs> I was back. But I like the way you came back with it. So, um, you kind of touched on it. We'll 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 finish up the lore for people who are like, oh my god, I this chrome lady. We're just gonna, I'm I'm just gonna preface by saying TikTok makes zero sense at all. And if you start to pull on the thread of this, all you need to know is the backstory is it was on YouTube. It was a a film, like a, you know, just kind of cult indie film, really that was created. It's really funny if you like that kind of humor. My husband did not understand it. He's like, and you're wearing these people on your shirt um, and you're sending cameos to people for Christmas. Like what's happening? And I was like, look, you, like you don't get it because you don't get it. And that's fine. Cause you don't know. I mean, he's still, he just discovered corn talk cause he's not on TikTok, and he'll be like, yeah. it's corn. I'm like, all right, when we get to biscuit talk, I'm gonna—I don't know where I'll be on the internet, but I, I, probably in a very unhinged place, and I probably need a grippy sock vacation, uh, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, so that's really the lore, and like so, as he's explained. But the cool thing is probably the coolest thing, at least the coolest thing I've personally from from being part of it have found is, um, like just the way it's made people feel, and especially in my age bracket but how it's connected people where I was like, oh, I used to live in Denver. We used to go to the same bars. We used to go to the same parties. We know the same people. How do we never meet? Um, like my friend, Justin, who um, he was the one who was like, they're on Rolling Stone. Oh my gosh. So um, it's really cool. Um, it made me really fall back in love with the internet again. And it's one of the reasons I began podcasting again, because I took a complete hiatus in 2020, one half of 2021 to 2022. Um, and I picked it back up and I like where I'm going with it. And I can thank the biscuit for that, for kind of really, um, encouraging me to get back out there and do what I love. So thank you biscuits. I don't know our biscuit cult biscuit, whatever biscuit heads. Thanks. Um, so yeah, but this podcast <clears throat> is about imposter syndrome, which is, um, doubting one's success, feeling like a fraud. Um, it, it really, it's just kind of this, um, self-defeating feeling that we all feel at some point in time. Um, so I'm going to start with the first question, which is always usually the same answer. Do you feel like you have it all figured out? <laughs> yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Recording close. You've got to <laughs> risk it to taste the biscuit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest, sometimes it's so overwhelming to log in because there's so many biscuits that want you to repost stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I got my own stuff, yeah. but I, I love you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll like it. Um, uh, yeah. Nobody, nobody has it all figured out. Right. I mean, right. what is, what is the, what is the all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess life, I, have, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the joy of life that you, for me anyways, that you don't figure it out, that yeah. you spend your your whole time doing things and then <laughs> figuring out what, um, oh, that was a good thing that I did or a bad thing. Or Yeah, 
Yeah. And then you're dead and it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, and then you die. And then hopefully, hopefully <laughs> it was good. Some, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like, I mean, I like that answer because I, I truly, as, as the pandemic has shaped out, um, this is a product from the pandemic because I got laid off. I was a marketing director. Um, and then I had nothing to do, but time, time on my hands. And I was very bored. And I started this podcast because um, I'd always wanted to be on podcasts. But the really the, the cheat is if you want to be on podcasts, you kind of have to have a podcast. Um, right. Right. <laughs> so I started this. It came kind of came out of this kind of notion of, OK, but like, what am I going to do next in life? And then I felt really guilty that I didn't know um, because my partner's in the military. He's been in for almost 20 years. We're going to be re- able to retire. He's in the Navy. We, you know we know where our next step after the Navy is. But as far as that, like his life isn't really starting until that goes away. If that makes sense. Like that's a huge chunk of someone's life, like from 18 all the way until practically 40 years old. And then it's like, well, now what do I do with my life? And so I just podcast while I bide my time because it's incredibly hard to find a job in Hawaii. And also we're not going to be here much longer, but this is what I do. And I make one penny, one penny, one penny an episode. I'm just kidding. I don't know, but that's, I think something that I, I hope for my younger listeners, um, for all of these guests I've had from all walks of life, um, whether it be entertainment or I can't think of other job titles right now, but you know, whatever you're doing as a profession, um, the stories I like to share are the ones that are like, I true, like I started out, I went to college for this, or I didn't go to college. I fell into this and then I did this. And then now I'm here. I think those are much more beautiful story because they're more realistic because it's really not normal to have it all figured out. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, what I'm currently going through, so I am supposedly I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I'm told, um, but uh, I'm not really like I haven't really made any kind of significant money or anything from Taste the Biscuit mm-hmm. or any any of my creative works, um, and I have a an, a day job that is completely unrelated to film and music, and this is the building that you see behind me, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, and that's how I eat for the most Mm -hmm. part and so now i'm going through okay well i i've just had a little bit of success here Mm -hmm. what do i do how do i capitalize on this am i supposed to just leave this job and move on to uh this feature film that i have in the works do i just i mean i have some money saved up for it do i just go for it or do i play it safe i mean i'm i'm a little old I'm a little yeah. older. I'm 40. And I uh your priorities change when you're that age. Yeah. And you don't like you don't like to struggle much. Right. And so it's like, yeah, I could just give up everything and go head on with this uh creative stuff more. But then I'm kind of reverting back to an older version of myself that had a little bit more energy and had a little <laughs> bit more little bit more uh, spunk but yeah. um so these are the things that i currently think <clears throat> of <clears throat> right now like how do i how do i build on this little success that i've had recently well that's why i was like almost gonna you know i was telling you i was like i'm waiting on the honolulu police to call me back because and then i was like wait i need to do this interview come on we got to strike while the iron's hot i can empathize 1000 percent with you because I have this podcast, right? And it is, I make a joke. I'm Schmedium Schmamus and I make Schmedium views and Schmedium engagement. Like I don't, I, yes, I have the amount of followers that I have. Yes. I have the amount of listeners that I have. Yes. I have like the merchandise and the website and all of that. And I have, I'm incredible at networking. That's my thing. Um, it's maybe an ADHD neurodivergent ter- tweet, but I'm just, I'm I'm a people person and that personality translate to the we- turns it to the weirdest crap. Like one time Demi Lovato was my Lyft driver. Another time Drew Barrymore gave me $500. I've mm-hmm. done production assistance for Kitchen Nightmares. Like I've done it all because I I graduated college in the great re- recession so to speak, the first one. Um where there wasn't a lot of jobs and you interned and you kind of did a lot of things. And marketing has always been always in my back pocket. Like I know 
marketing is, I mean, if you, everyone markets, like even if you don't think you're marketing something, you are. Um, the issue is, is that it's marketing ourselves. That's like always really hard. So yes, you have this iron, it's hot. You have that notoriety and you, you're good at what you do, but I'm going to, I'm going to level with you. If you, if you leave now, um, I don't think us, the, the biscuits can fund you. We're, yes. I'm, we're not, we're, we're, we are small, but we are nimble. Um, but, but no, we were going to follow your project. And so it's almost like you have this cushion of, of fans that are going to eat up whatever you're doing and they're going to like whatever you're working on. The question is, is how much time and investment do you want to put into it now versus later? And especially with your, I mean, you're in Northern California where it's incredibly expensive uh, to live there. You're telling me? I mean, I own a home, I, I own a home in San yes. Diego uh, and okay. that, it's not even a flex. It's just, the military um but <clears throat> we're trying to get back there so but that's besides the point i mean it, it but that doesn't mean that i'm successful because i own a house i mean i i barely put pants on today so <laughs> um we can't tell that's it's a waste up moment that's why i tell people i never use video you'll yep. never know is she like is she naked on the other end are they naked i'll never tell you i um, am I I was hoping you'd say so because I was I'm really excited. worried you'd miss the note on the pantsless party. Um, but no. I give what biscuit talk wants. <laughs> I don't know. I it's it's tough to say because you are in a climate where it's incredibly tech focused, and I don't want to make any assumptions. And obviously, um, you don't have to say what you do as your regular person job, um, and your on biscuit job. But uh, it's gotta I be. I do not work for tech. You don't. Oh. Ah, okay. What industry are we in? Hmm. What's that? What industry are you in then? I will tell. I will admit my day job. I am an office manager. Oh, I would be at your desk the whole time. A facilities manager. That's cool. Of, of a uh, book publisher. That's cool. That's actually really cool. So, That's actually really cool. Uh, something, yeah. It's not something that I uh, really... Uh, tried out for necessarily i just found myself here and uh it works yeah i'm sure you get a lot I, of creative ideas doing it too like a little bit and i'm able to uh to take uh, an hour off of work to do <laughs> podcasts so oh boy in, the, in their in conference room c so there's <laughs> perks i mean yeah so you're in sam are you in san francisco I'm in, I work in San Francisco. Yeah. I live in the island community of Alameda. <laughs> my parents are actually from Northern California. My dad, I went to UC Davis um, because he got UC Davis and Berkeley. And my mom's, my, my grandpa was like, can't go to Berkeley. So my dad went to Davis and then he was an engineer. And um, I never got to live in California. My cousins all did. Um, they're from like the Napa Valley area. Uh, mostly. And I haven't been back up to Northern California. I was going to, I was going to go finally do the adult trip of all of that. And I, I just kind of stick around Southern California. Do you make it down there? Yeah. Wow. Sticky shoes. Uh, every, every couple of years, uh, or not every couple of years, uh, every couple of times a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I film down there once in a while. Um, and I go there for leisure. Uh, I love the desert and yeah. I love the the coast especially the central coast and all that too um so uh yeah I'm down there San Francisco has gotten harder to film in <clears throat> mostly because um the resources just aren't here uh most of the people that I used to work with uh my collaborators they've they've moved on to places where they can afford to live better lives <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, I'm and still you know here. there's there's less um there's just less resources like when you're looking for locations or crew or whatever it is and i'm only here well these are questions i need to think about but um i'm here because i've i've gotten lucky on rent basically <laughs> oh my gosh you're the so, carrie bradshaw yeah so I think that's why I'm still here. I was going to move to LA back in 2013. Maybe I should have, but um, I didn't. I uh, 
was evicted from my San Francisco house through some bullshit. Can I say bullshit? <laughs> uh, um, oh, God. No, yeah, you can. I don't care. Okay. okay. You can say fuck uh, if you want. Uh, I'll save it. I want to save my fuck for a special, special, <laughs> special sentence. Um, but I was evicted and I needed a place quick. Um, and I found a place in Oakland and I just ended up in Oakland and my rent was like $400. No and, way. Wow. Well, I had a tiny, a, a room which was smaller than conference room C, but um, <laughs> I could bring my cat and I had this tiny little room and the money that I was making, which wasn't much. I've always had another day job um, I could put to art. So I'm still paying cheap rent in Alameda now. And that's the only reason I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's affordable and I'm comfortable and everyone I know is here. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess this is just a sidebar thought um, because everyone's kind of been shifting and things have been going. It's not so like top in like Northern and Southern California and things are more like, oh, it's LA or Atlanta for some reason or wherever those hubs might be. Um, has this, has the city felt less alive during the pandemic or has it felt the same or what's this city feel now? Um. Well, I don't get out into the city city that often, but, um, you know, everything is different. It's, it's not the hustle and bustle that it, it was. Um, I, uh, I work in sort of the, I wouldn't call it the financial district. It's more Soma area, but, um, I see it and the, the businesses are closed most of the week. It's, yeah. it's not anywhere where it was three years ago. Yeah. And it's not coming back. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I, I know a lot about it, obviously, being from yeah. California. Yeah, but I'm not from California. Well, I, uh, yeah. Um, so it's been uh, more pleasurable to be in San Francisco yeah. now. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, these things I've been tied. I'm waiting for the artists. Uh, I'm waiting for everything to get so cheap in San Francisco. The artists can come back. That would be so cool. Because I, so as a kid growing up, I'll be dead when that happens. You won't be dead. No, eventually. no, no. Because somehow the <laughs> one biscuit, biscuit's going to find a way to like cryo freeze you or a something. Biscuit's going to kill me. It, it, <laughs> some some no. fan's going to find me and say, you're the guy. And stab me as he sings the song. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I, I just imagine if, if, if you shall perish, uh, one day and it, I, what if it, or I don't even know I have so many things I would think but I I your unpopular opinion which we'll get to in the future um I think it'd be really funny if you just banned that song only all your other songs get to be played and people are like play biscuit because it's I'm picturing a huge crowd mm -hmm. a sea of people by this point you've ruled the world with the it's crown like it's, it's like when uh john lennon was killed everybody's holding <laughs> their lighters singing imagine yeah except yeah. it's don't put that honey sauce on <laughs> me i don't like the way it tastes on my chicken wings so when it first got popular uh and I, I did my, as I, as I do, I did my hyper-focus ADHD. I learned everything there was to know about it. Watched Chickens in the Shadows, saw everything, put it three, you know, put it all together in a little box in my head and I got it. And then I would start seeing people like post the wrong lyrics. I'm like, no, 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 not on the chicken wing. Do you not understand? Doesn't like it on that. Biscuit only. Well, I mean, Sometimes. To be fair, to be fair, Estelle, aka Toasters, sometimes switches the lyrics. <laughs> so they could be singing in a rare cut version that she made a mistake on. Yeah. So well, you never I, know. Before we uh before we go to the next one about imposter syndrome, I do have to say that um the Christmas biscuit, I did purchase the album. I'm a I'm a person that if I like something like this shirt is a real if you're not listening or sorry if you're not watching, it's uh, Tom Shaw and uh, well Toasters and Moose from the fictional band Toasters and Moose and uh, I I believe I might have been the first one to get this shirt at least put it on TikTok, um, but I ordered that so fast 
What with what money? We, no, none. We, but I ordered we, a pass. We made it. We made it for for people like you. Did anyone people. order the blanket? Yeah, quite a few people. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Sales sales have died down after Christmas, but people were stocking up on their toasters and moose blankets before Christmas. Yeah. I don't need one. I do sell a fleece blanket from at please don't kick me out.com slash shop. If you really want one, live your nineties fantasy. Thank you to Lara Russo, my dedicated freelance babe who's done everything for my podcast. I love her, but, um, yeah, no, I live in, um, I have to turn down my AC, which is a privilege, uh, to be able to be cold enough to do that. But, uh, right. I'm hoping for some weather again at some point, but I, I was born in Minnesota. So, um, I, I uh, grew up, I grew up wanting what my cousins had. I'm like, Damn. They get to go trick or treating without snow pants on what a life. And then I moved to San Diego and I, after two years of living in San Diego, um, I remember there was a day that it was just barely cold enough, but I, I was by myself. My husband was, my, my spouse was deployed. And I went over to my thermostat and I went, Ooh, it's chilly. And then I looked at my watch and I was like 55 degrees. <laughs> Everything in my body says, don't do it. And I flipped it on and I was like, I hate myself. <laughs> like, cause I had that breeze come through from the, where I live was national, this right. national city. Anyway, I'm off tangent completely. Cause I am out of my mind. So let's talk about imposter syndrome. So when I first came to you about this, you were like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I have it. Maybe I don't. And if you've been a long time listener of my podcast, you know that everyone has a different definition because it means something different to everyone. Um, and, uh, I like it when someone has confidence in who they are and what they do and the product that they put out. Um, I love it when someone has confidence in, in authenticity with themselves, like myself and like Vince. So, um, I'm just going to ask the question. It's a mouthful. Do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome? And what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you and how does it impact your life? Well, I'm, af I'm afraid somebody is going to eventually find out that I'm not human. And Shoot. I am just that I am just a weasel pretending to be human. <laughs> um, that'll that'll eventually come out. Oh, OK. I heard um, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rumor. Yeah, I, I don't I, I looked up the definition. I don't think I could be classified as having it because I don't I feel proud and deserving of everything that I do. So there is that aspect. <laughs> if anything, I feel more like an imposter, like at this said day job. That makes sense. Where, yeah. Where I don't. um I don't even bring up my other stuff. Like I would say half of my coworkers don't know anything about what I do. And That's they don't funny. know about taste, taste the biscuit or that I'm in Rolling Stone or anything like that. And so, <laughs> so I feel like an imposter here sometimes, and I don't feel like I'm really living up to my full potential sometimes, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody really knows who they are unless there's some kind of psychopath. Yeah. But, um, so I don't know. Did that answer sort of the question? <laughs> Just hearing your voice and how funny, like. Did you, I, did you I, fall asleep while I was talking? No, or? but I think you should record audio books. We really, it would really calm someone down. You'd be like, "Hey, uh. <laughs> well, I'm not I think there's you. a copy of Good Night Moon somewhere here. I can, <laughs> I can. I appreciate that answer um, because I think when there's a p part of you that you want to express and you want to do fully, you're gonna feel like an imposter when you have to do something that you don't love, like my husband, who hates the military and isn't it? Right. He's nothing about him. If you met him, you'd be like, really? And someone made you, and then they, and then you got, and then you did lead in your leadership. Hmm. Because he's a goofball. He's the funniest person I know. Um, I'm not really allowed to share all of the funny things because he's a very private person. But if you get to know me and you're a close friend of mine and you get to know my husband, you, yeah, he's 
probably the funniest person I've ever met. I have no idea what he's going to do when he gets out uh, at all. I don't care if he wanted to, if he told me, babe, I want to start making shoes uh, that are shaped like, I don't know, I, who, a, a shape like that makes shoes. no sense. Like, shoe, like shoes, but like they're not. Uh, and they're made of this. I'd be like, that is totally fine. You do you. Um, I support you. Um, but that's just because, yeah, I know, he's been the same with me. He was like, well, you don't love marketing. You don't love having to be told that like, no, because I want the logo over here. And um, who loves marketing? No one. <laughs> well, Hawaii, actually, the reason why I liked your stuff, the way you were doing it so much, I liked it because it reminded me of Hawaii a lot because um, there's no billboards out here um, and everything's kind of like backwards as if like, they're like, oh yeah, local marketing bra. And you'll watch commercials and it's just like, it's just, it's just another planet. The radio, another planet. TV out here, another planet. Like what, what comes on the news out here is so wildly and vastly different than the mainland that I have had a really stress-free life for the last two yeah. years. I haven't had, like, if it gets to me all the way in Hawaii, like something's really wrong. Um, but it's also on the flippy flop, really funny because, because of that, when something happens here, it gets back to the mainland and I didn't hear about it. Like one time uh, a guy like stabbed or cut off a finger of another guy in Waikiki and at a 7-Eleven over at Matsubi and mm -hmm. like, the little Sam things. And I didn't hear about it, but everyone on the mainland was like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you have all your fingers? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Or if there's like a miniature tsunami warning or whatever, they'll be like, all oh, right. big wave. Are you okay? Or when, oh gosh. And the volcanoes are erupting on the big island, which is also funnily enough in the strand called Hawaii. Uh, right. and, you know, it, if you don't know that, it's fine. I, it's, uh, it's, uh, you learn a lot when you live here, you learn a lot and, uh, there's a lot of pain and, and stuff, uh, from the native lands, but you just go with it. Aloha. You just don't be an asshole and they won't be an asshole back to you and you don't touch a turtle. But when they started, Oh erupting, my God, let me, I have a turtle, <laughs> a Hawaii yes. turtle story. Yes. Let's do it. So I've only been to Hawaii once, the uh -oh. big island. Yeah. And um, I was, uh, my partner and I were in the water where I was, we were supposed to be mm -hmm. uh, off of, off of Hilo. Uh-huh. And, and um, there were some turtles mm -hmm. and, um, and they were swimming around. I didn't really interact with them, but they were yeah. there. And one kind of came up close to me and I was like, okay, all right, that, that's chill. Oh, no. that's, that's chill. Yeah. And, uh, and then, um, and then I was like, okay, well, the turtles are friendly. <laughs> and so I wasn't afraid of the turtles. And so then an, later another turtle comes up towards me and I'm like, oh, he's just going to go past me again. <laughs> he, he did not. Oh no. <laughs> He went, uh, his mouth went right for my uh, uh -oh. penis. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got no. out. And I, like, I made yeah. it out of there. But there was a turtle who got very close to me and went, ah. And um, you almost did not have a private part area anymore. You were almost a Barbie Kindle. <laughs> yeah. And I've hated, I've hated turtles ever since. So, so. yeah, I can touch on that. The reason why, if my listeners, I have avoided talking about Hawaii because I have not felt like I've been in an educated space, but on my way out, when I respectfully leave the island, aloha, uh, mahalo for being here, I guess. Um, uh, the turtles out here are massive. Like they're huge. Yes, and it was big. They're very big and they're called Hanu and they're very sacred and they just kind they're almost, but you can feed them. Like if you go to where um, 51st Dates was filmed at Sea Life Park, where Adam Sandler used to work in that movie, if you're familiar, um, it's on Waimanalo, which is on the Windward side. If anyone's wondering, uh, you can take the tour at Kulo Ranch. That's my only plug for them. It's a really cool place to go. You can buy a little, like you can actually buy a thing and you can feed the turtles. Um, and uh, I would say that that's probably the best interaction you're going to get in Hawaii because if a local sees you, touch a turtle they lose their mind 
they will, I mean, they might murder you. I don't know. I, I don't know how uh, Hawaii, Hawaii rules work because I've never tried it because I'm actually terrified of the ocean. <laughs> I like to play mermaids, which means I don't go further than when I cannot see my feet. Um, but that's just a product of being in a landlocked locked state for like most of my life. But <laughs> so you're afraid of turtles. That's interesting. I'm not afraid of them. I hate them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now like, I hate yeah, them. yeah. I didn't, what, I didn't just, to, just to clarify, I never touched the turtle. Oh, I, I, was I wasn't just, saying you were. <laughs> I was just in the water where lots of people were in the water <laughs> with the turtles, but this turtle thought it saw a fish in my shorts and you tried almost. to go for it. What year was this? Uh, a couple of uh, the February 2020. So right before oh. everything shut down. <laughs> um, I was going to make a, if it was in the right time frame, and it is, you almost had a me too moment with a turtle. <laughs> Wait, I was me too. I'm the victim. Yeah, you're the victim. Turtles out in Hawaii, yes. they are not asking for your consent. And that's why you shouldn't touch them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. That, the Louis C.K. of turtles. I met it. Oh, man. I would. I really wish I had not blown my voice out uh, screaming yes at drag queens because I um, I love everything queer. Uh, and I was in Manners, Manners, Florida this last weekend. But I'm glad that I did this interview because that right there made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so imposter syndrome, I like, I like your answer for it. We're going to move on to uh, success. And uh, what does success success look like to you? And do you feel successful? Um, I mean, I think the ultimate goal for most artists, and I'm pretentious enough to call myself that. You are an artist. Um, you can say okay. that. Okay. All right. Um, I think it's to make a living doing just your art. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I uh, I've come to terms several times in my head on whether I can be feel successful if that never happens if I always have to have another job or something to supplement mm -hmm. that work. But I mean, it's all it's all about perspective. So I mean, there are other filmmakers and musicians who would kill for <laughs> the success that I have had. Right. Uh, right. And um, and to me, it's like, well, that's cool. So it's like, you know, it's all about perspective. And um, so I am thankful for any kind of success that I have had. Um, fame is cool. Not that I'm that famous, but it's it's fun. It's nice to be known and recognized and asked to be on podcasts. But, um, you know, money's better. So... <laughs> yeah so like um you know i'm certainly not from a wealthy background so it's all been uh acquired wealth middle middle <laughs> class wealth um so i mean i'm successful in in a in a baseline happy contented way i think yeah. i could be more yeah i i think for for me and my spouse, um, my husband and I have been married for six years. Oh God, that's a long time in my life. I'm like, what? It's a long time. Uh, six years. And um, I met him halfway through his military career. Um, and it's always been like, what's next? And now we're like at the end and we're like, what do we do? I mean, we can do whatever we want, I guess, but what we, what do we do? And his thing has always been just like, you want to be able to feel supported financially as well as, um, I guess, spiritually doing like what you want yeah. every day, living and breathing and breathing it. Um, my thing is I can never claim success with this po podcast. Yes. I have had a lots of really cool guests on this podcast. Yes. I have. I, yeah, you're the coolest one of 2023 <laughs> so far until Tom shot. <laughs> only one. If there's only one. He'll be the number one of my Rolling Stone, please don't kick me out list. I don't. 
Tom Shaw's boring. He's got no stories. I I I made his whole life. I have all his stories. You really did. And then like I just imagine like you're doing his eulogy. Oh poor Tom. Rest in peace. You're doing his eulogy and you're like, Tom is only a, was only something because of me and Los Banos. Yes. <laughs> um, which I mean, fair. I agree. So before we go into my favorite part of this episode, I did throw on TikTok a little flyby, if you will question and answer session and as to be oh no we don't want to hear you no, 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 no. i'm a thousand um we have one question and it's not a question it's just a bunch of emojis all right biscuit clan you really sold yourself there but if there are questions that, that you do have on this podcast um after we've recorded i do have the option through anchor that was run through Spotify to ask those questions in a poll. So if you have any more questions, um, I can ask Vince. I'm sure he'll be listening to this uh, podcast as um, you guys will as well. Um, and as we put the clips on TikTok, um, which is something that is going to really stretch my noodle because I got to figure out how to do it because I'm a thousand. Um, yeah, uh, let us know. But if you do have burning questions, you can find him but he's really famous. So we got to really dig deep there. Um, yeah. Same with me. So famous. In fact, so famous, I flew in economy. It may take at least several <laughs> minutes for me to respond. <laughs> it may, yeah, at least, at least five, yeah. maybe six. Um, but anyway, this is my favorite part of the episode um, because I feel like we can talk about our day jobs all day, but what really makes people is what makes them tick and what grinds their gears. And because my brain capacity right now is the size of a peanut, uh, I'm just going to let you tell me one or a few things you're fanatical about and why. <laughs> Besides myself. Um, <laughs> well, I um, I gave you a list. I'll have to peruse it. All right. Do you want me to give you but, a, a prompt? No, but um, <laughs> several things. So I'm I uh, all music. Yeah. I would like to think that I am a music nerd, mm -hmm. at least older music. So from recorded music onward until probably the year 2000 <laughs> i'm pretty good i know most of that stuff um, yeah and i like to seek out the weirdest and uh offbeat stuff now because i i've heard all the hits um so there's music i know a sh shit ton about um the muppets and classic animation and film history um monty python was my religion growing up it's what made me want to do what i do so I know everything there is to know about Monty Python. I went to England just to see them on their last uh, little reunion they did in 2014. That's cool. And um, uh, yeah, so those those are the things I know most about and the things that I am fanatical about. It's funny that I didn't mean to stereotype or typecast you, but you just kind of have the vibe that you like Monty Python. <laughs> You just kind of reminded well, I, me of the I, kids I, I knew that liked to mind my way in high school. I, I mean, I stole all their jokes. I mean, that's fine. They're dead. If you, if know. you, they're not dead. <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> Two of them are dead. Uh, but anybody who watches, who, who has seen Chickens in the Shadows and has seen the Chopin rock band, I mean, that is complete Monty Python ripoff for the most part. Um, I was definitely trying to be them for that. So, um yeah so those are a few of my favorite things yeah <clears throat> and you uh you touched on something we're going to get into in a little bit here but um i love unpopular opinions and unlike fanatical things i can think of an unpopular opinion right now and that is flying is awful don't do it and also yeah everyone you had a couple of years to really figure out how a tsa 
pre-check and a check line works and what you can and can't bring on an airplane. I don't understand why I'm always stuck behind you at a gate. I want to go to my gate. I want to get a beverageino and I want to disassociate. And you haven't flown in the last 10 years, but today was the day you decided to fly. And I'm always stuck behind you. And you always have your shoes on. So my unpopular opinion is if you haven't flown since 9-11, don't. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> my unpopular opinion? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yours is funny, though. Well, I'll give you the one that I gave you in the intake form. And this is going to lose all my fans and followers. <laughs> but I, I, I'm really sick of Taste the Biscuit. <laughs> I can't listen to it anymore. They ruined you. You know what? TikTok, you didn't have a niche. You found a niche and you upset the man. <laughs> so, well, no, it's just like, it's just like, um, it's like anything, you know, you, you wouldn't want to, even if it was Kiss from a Rose by Seal, which is a great song, I wouldn't want to hear it every hour, every yeah. few minutes of my life. Well, maybe, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, obviously, I love the song. I love Toasters and Moves. I love the support that it's gotten. Yeah, but I'm just, I just can't listen to it anymore. I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear any version of it anymore. <laughs> I'm responsible for the biscuit bunch, and I'm sorry. It's okay. No, I rather I, this I, is a good problem <laughs> to have. Yeah, it, it's a good problem to have. But also, like, if you do get more famous than you already are, um, I don't even know how that would even be possible. Uh, if you do get more famous than you already are, it's gonna you're gonna be like Rick Astley, where they're gonna be like Rick, roll me. And you're gonna be like, Ugh. well, the, I mean, the, 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 <laughs> I mean, I I'm still the man. I'm still the chicken in the shadow because I, to anybody who doesn't do the most minimal about of homework. It's it's a song written and performed by Toasters and Moose, who are a real band playing in a real well, they were in a real thrift store, but like it's all some like thing that just existed out in the wild that was yeah. not contrived whatsoever. So I'm sure there are some people who are very disappointed to know <laughs> that they were just actors um in a very coordinated film shoot for a bigger <laughs> movie. So I have that, I don't have to, my face isn't on the shirt. Nobody wants that shirt. I would so, buy a shirt with your face on it, to be well, honest. I know you would, <laughs> but, but besides you, well, um, besides the, the, the crazed biscuit fans. Yeah. Um, so the next project, I'm, I'm fucking starring in it. And that was my special fuck. <laughs> Woo. Um, you should you snap, should snap. put the the freeze frame of me saying that and the the yep. caption the special fuck yeah <laughs> so. i love it i love it and actually i do think you should do more stuff and put yourself out there a little bit more i think it would be absolutely you're you got the voice for voice acting in the sense of you remind me of, oh, I, your voice has so many, like, it just reminds me of so many different things. It's almost like John Mulaney, a little bit. John like, John Mulaney, the comedian. Oh, <laughs> I prefer Where, John Wayne. Yeah. Are you from <laughs> Northern California or did you just kind of end up there? I'm from Stockton, California, which is technically Northern California, I guess, but that's more the Central Valley. Woohoo. It's the, Ar <laughs> the, Ar the Arkansas of California. Basically. Yeah, it kind of is like Northern California and then like that middle and then like cool, cool things. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. California is not all created equal. People always like put California on a pedestal because they think everything's Palm Springs or LA or San Francisco or Napa Valley. And it's like, nah, it's mostly just like a bunch of strip malls and thrift stores that people perform in 25 year reunion shows. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do have a question about Muppets. Um, and yes. I always like to ask this question. What Muppet would you be and why? Well, I feel this is a lame answer, especially from somebody who says, 
who claims to be a Muppet historian and fanatic. So my lame answer is Kermit the Frog. <laughs> because, I mean, I feel like all the other Muppets, they're very, they have their thing that they do really well. You know, like Fozzie, he's, he tells jokes. He's kind of vulnerable, insecure. Gonzo's a weirdo who's vulnerable, insecure. Um, has a thing for chickens. Uh, Miss Piggy <laughs> is, a, is a diva, you know. I mean, you could go on and on about all the different Muppets. Crazy Harry likes to blow things up, so forth. Um, Sorry, I, was so, but, I haven't had someone um, just casually mention Crazy Harry just out of nowhere. Yeah, and so I certainly there's probably a little bit of crazy Harry in me, mm -hmm. but a uh, Kermit he runs the show. You know he wrangles all these weirdos together for the bigger, you know, Manhattan melodies. You know, yeah. Um, so I feel like I associate myself closest to to Kermit, even though I know he's not. He's not that interesting, but he's the he's the one. And speaking of voices, I, I think my natural voice is not dissimilar to Jim Henson's natural voice. Oh, and um, I can easily kind of, you know, delve into like Kermit the Frog a little bit. You know, it's not that hard for me. Okay, you got to um, join Muppet TikTok then. You're not in the right TikTok band. You're stuck in your own I'm Taste not. the Biscuit. I, know. I love that. And, and um, it's not my favorite work that I ever did, but it is a thing that I did. I made a movie called The Muppetless Movie right after Chickens in the Shadows, actually, where I play, where live actors play the Muppets. And I was Kermit the Frog. Shaved my head that. for the role. Um, and we're all green and yeah so that's only a three minute movie that you can watch I haven't it's, seen it and now I have to out of morbid curiosity it, it, it has a certain charm <laughs> like be like the DIY, DIY charm of Chickens in the Shadows you'll enjoy the DIY <laughs> charm of the Muppelous movie maybe I love it. Okay. This, this, you were not prepared for this one. Okay. You can oh. only sleep with one Muppet for the rest of your life. Just one. Who's it going to oh, be? Janice. Janice. <laughs> Everyone she's, else she's... is shocked by this. They're like, I have to Google what's a Muppet. And you were just like, Janice, obviously. Oh, but I mean, she's, she's a hot, like, rock star. I yeah. Mean, I mean, if I if I swung both ways, anybody in the electric mayhem would be fun. But <laughs> the whole band, it's an orgy. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I'd put my hand up her for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, this is great. I, I gotta turn the camera off. I'm thinking about it so much. Oh my gosh. This, okay, this is so. hilarious. Um, so I, I love that question because I did put, I did find it on tech, whoever you were on TikTok, you were funny, but I already had this question and I just think it's funnier to ask it rapid fire, especially for someone who is into Muppet lore and knows everything there is about puppetry and whatnot. Uh, like yourself, you're like Muppets. I know all about it. Um, most people I ask and they're like, hmm. What's a Muppet? <laughs> Google it. BuzzFeed quiz. Um, but for me, my answer uh, was. Let, let me guess. Let me guess. Oh, okay. Because he's funny? But the, no, he'll bring you. Well, my, my friend Mike Feldes, the comedian, says he'll bring you a pie. And he's got yeah. a, a scarf and nothing else. And I was like, and a little <laughs> hat. Um, but that's just because he reminded me of my, of my, oh, my husband. I don't like being smaller than my partner and I like to feel secure and Fozzie is kind. That was my kind answer. My husband's of course was Beaker because he was like, there's no way that Beaker doesn't know more than Meeps <laughs> in the bedroom. But then we're sitting on the couch and my husband just turns to me and he's like, wait a second. Why have one Muppet when you can have two for the price of one? Whoa. Statler and Waldorf. At your service. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. They'd be like, Why? oh, face. 
<laughs> you, no, I don't. I'll be I'm done already, when I'm done. <laughs> I'm already self-conscious during sex. I don't need two old guys making fun of me during it. <laughs> I guess I think it'd just be funny to be Eiffel Towered by them. But also, I I think I'd be too mortified. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that, that was, that was, our, we, we, we went, went ahead and changed our answer there. But if I'm thinking about it now, I don't know. My friends, a lot of my friends have said Kermit, they identify as Kermit with Kermit, or they would, would be in a relationship with Kermit. And I'm, I'm like, Kermit would worship your feet. He really would. He'd be into some weird stuff because you want it. He's like, I'll try it. Um, well, he is a frog. I would, <laughs> so, I think yeah. Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy for sure, because Miss Piggy's technically created off of a drag queen and being a pansexual person i think she's pretty and i think her diva attitude we, we'd laugh a lot and then we we probably wouldn't even have sex we'd probably just eat food and we'd make our partners me go get me like whatever i'd be like scott grapes mm -hmm. uh because that's just the life i'm in i don't know well my answer changes know, the, in the daily the, the crazy ones are always good in bed so that is true Miss Piggy. Allegedly. Would, would be, <laughs> oh, would I love that. Fun. Well, my friend, uh, thank you so much as we're coming down to uh, the final part of this the interview. final countdown. Yeah. Uh, please don't sue me. I don't have the right yeah, to say anything. Yeah, you're going to need the right <laughs> to say Oh, well, you can sue Anchor because this podca podcast is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Uh, so... What would you like to promote? How can everyone get in contact with you and ask you and get and you know maybe make you even more famous than you already are? Um, what where are you on the internet? I am everywhere basically. I'm on all the social networks. Uh, you can find me. I'm the most popular of the Vincent Gargiulos out there. One of one. Uh, no, there's a couple. There's a couple. <laughs> uh, but VincentGargiulo.com is me. You can learn more there. Uh, probably most active on Instagram, but I'm I'm everywhere. If you, I respond to you unless you're a freak. Yeah. Um, and um, I uh, have I have a band, Vincent Gargiulo National Park. Over the last year, we uh, learned some new material and got a record probably coming out next month. That's exciting. And, uh, there's a new music video for it that's already done. I'm just waiting for the record to be uh, fully done, and then it'll come out. And I play a stripper, so that's Ooh, that's, spicy. that's that's a little <laughs> spicy. Uh oh, and, rated um, X explicit biscuits. <laughs> you don't see that much, but because um, the turtle ripped it off. But yeah, that's um, true. But that's coming out hopefully next month. Um, and then uh, I have some really big projects kind of waiting to do because that's a big investment in my life. <laughs> so, um, but the, we'll start small with a, a cool little uh, album and a music video coming soon. Well, I love that. And uh, if you're listening to this, you, you still don't know what Taste the Biscuit is, but you think, wow, that Vincent, he sure sounds cool. He really like is. A, like a freak. Yeah. And I want to hire him to do things for me. I, I don't know. Uh, I think you should reach I out do. to him. I mean, <laughs> I do do freelance video work, nice. um, but you're going to need, you're going to need at least a couple thousand for me. But, oh, that's okay. That's okay. Well, Vincent, uh, I'm losing my voice, but uh, this was a gosh darn delight and I'm going to figure out how to help you in any way. And to the biscuits that are listening, I know that we are small, but we are mighty. So make it do the internet thing. Thank you so much. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. Mahalo. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm makes it easy to monetize, upload, go syndicate everywhere you get your podcast. It's pretty, pretty dang great. Not going to lie. Uh, last year didn't touch my podcast for a whole dang year due to mental health, uh, logged in and I made $17 while my podcast was just sitting there. So if that's not a testament to the money that you could make, you can anchor.fm start a podcast. Everyone's listening. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the episode.
Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use P-D-K-M-O to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter p-d-k-m-o at checkout to receive 15% off your order. Hey everyone, if you like what you've been hearing, can you rate us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on? For content creators like myself, that keeps us going. Also, did you know that I have merchandise? Thank you so much to Lara, who was my second guest ever on Please Don't Kick Me Out. She is a great person who did all of my branding. Live out your 90s fantasy. Go to pleasedon'tkickmeout.com slash shop. Thank you. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.